Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always write into that mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. And the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Just like how it sounds. Um, I've got more to say on that later, but for now, this is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. It's a pop culture show featuring interviews, independent artists, and occasionally more. And uh, this week, my guest will be Ben Harpold. Uh, he'll be joining us shortly to talk about Cybefest Northwest, the Cybertronian Festival happening Saturday at the Kent Commons Community Center. It's the unofficial Transformers convention in the Pacific Northwest. I just learned about this show the other day, and I'm excited to share what it's all about with you. Plus, Airhorn Elijah hosted his last episode of The Monday Project on KGRG this week, and Kirby Crackle are hosting an album release party this weekend at the Triple Door. All that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio, but first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out Well, first of all, thanks to everybody who sent in questions for last week's anniversary retrospective special. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. They uh, were some really good questions. Um, and really, actually, uh, thanks to everybody uh, for checking out that episode. Uh, that one kind of got away from me. Um, uh, but I've heard some really good feedback on that show. So I'm glad you enjoyed hearing uh, some of my stories, you know, a lot of which I hadn't talked about on the show before. And, you know, I I just I cracked open the mic and just started talking and and didn't turn it off until I was done. So it's uh, it, it was something a little different, um, you know, kind of a departure from some of the more uh, clip heavy, um, elaborate anniversary specials I've done before. But um, I, I was really glad I did that. I'm not in a hurry to do it again because basically I I turned on the microphone and started talking and um, didn't turn it off until I was done. So that was, uh, um, you know, between that and all like the the smoke and haze that's been in uh, uh, Seattle Pacific Northwest recently, um, I my my, uh, uh, my throat's still a little scratchy. I think so. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, but that 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 was that was a hell of a time. Um, so again, uh, huge thanks and shout outs to Man Brain Podcast, the Earth Nine One Nine Podcast. Pod Skewer, uh, St. Paul Filmcast, Bjorn Anders, and of course, the Autopod Decepticast. Uh, we'll be uh, hearing more about them shortly. <laughs> So this last Monday night was a bit of a bittersweet milestone. Uh, Elijah Harris, uh, better known as Big E from KGRG, Airhorn Elijah, uh, hosted his last episode of The Monday Project. And it it wasn't until 
later um, that I realized with Elijah leaving KGRG um, that he was the last of the aspiring broadcasters I trained and mentored uh, during my time at Green River College. And I, I shared with them uh, when I when I showed up to the studio that now I feel uh, especially old. You know, at my time there, I've, uh, um, you know, I, I've trained a lot of folks, you know, uh, mentored a lot of uh, kids and aspiring broadcasters, you know, uh, taught them my ways, uh, good, <laughs> good pattern and different and, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, empowered them to be uh, uh, co-hosts of uh, my show and then uh, for them to go off and become hosts of their own, which, you know, was um, Elijah's path. I I founded the Monday Project and, you know, um, uh, passed it along to him and Desmond when when um, when I moved on from that show. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really kind of a bittersweet thing. Cause like, like I said, he, um, he was the last one and, um, it, it's interesting. It's kind of, kind of a weird time at KGRG because, uh, a lot of folks are on similar paths where they're, uh, growing up and moving on. And, uh, like, uh, like for example, uh, Andrea, uh, is almost done with her term as program director. Um, and she's announced that, her uh, uh, show, The Mixtape, is uh, folding. Um, uh, my buddies, uh, Stardog the Red and T2, are in a spot where they're, uh, they've put Puget Rock on hiatus. And, um, and I found this uh, uh, last Monday night when I went up there uh, that, um, that Dr. Chris has done his last episode of Reverb. So it's... it's um, uh, I, I, I've mentioned this both on the podcast as well as my time live on KGRG. It's a it's a transitional place. You know, it's a college radio station playing the best of today's rock, and they've been doing it uh, for almost 30 years. And really what we're what we're all doing is what we're supposed to do. You know, we're, we're supposed to come in, do our time, uh, you know, learn our trade, hone our craft, uh, make some friends, uh, make some memories, um, and, you know, uh, occasionally do terrible radio and occasionally do really good radio um, and, and having fun along the way. But that's kind of... That's kind of the thing. It's like there there will be a time where your time is up and you'll have to move on. I mean, you've heard me talk about this for the for the better part of three years. And um, it, it, it just kind of hit me in the feels a little bit that so many of my friends and folks that I've, you know, uh, uh, mentored and, you know, kind of really been there for are, uh, are moving on. But, but again, that, that's, that's kind of part of, uh, uh, the thing, um, I'm rambling. Um, but the, the thing that, that really kind of crystallized this transitional nature of KGRG for me is I, uh, I, so I was a guest uh, during Elijah's uh, last show, I was uh, glad to come up on uh, on that Monday night, and you know, I you had just heard me not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, we celebrated Desmond's last show, and 
that was uh, that was a great experience. I went up there and you know saw you know Corey and Cool Guy Luke and Desmond and you know uh, some other folks that I was able to meet for the first time, like of uh, 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 Emmy, who's uh, who uh, will uh, soon be the uh, sole host of the of the Monday project there. But um, I had a different experience going up there this time in that I, you know, I saw Luke, I saw Elijah, I saw Emmy, but then I saw a bunch of other people that I had never seen before in my life. And it really cemented it for me um, that, you know, as, as the old guard rotates out, there will be newer, younger, uh, aspiring uh, broadcasters to rotate in and take our place and to uh, really keep that fire going. So as, as I said, it was a it was a really bittersweet experience because like, you know, I, um, I I'm glad that Elijah is moving on to uh, potentially bigger and better things. But I I do miss doing radio with him also. Um, uh, but yeah. And, and and again, it's it's that opposite experience also of seeing new people doing the exact same things that I um that I was doing when I first started doing radio even as even as a cantankerous old man but even you know my my um you know interns apprentices co-hosts you know all those folks you know doing doing the things that now me is kind of like a old crusty curmudgeony broadcaster kind of really drive me up the wall until I had that moment of Zen where I realized that the things they're doing now are the same things that me and my buddies were doing when we were coming up and it drove the old guard nuts. So it's, um, as I said, with, uh, with KGRG, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, cyclical type of thing, you know, basically what, what has happened will happen again in the future. And it just kind of goes around, uh, goes around and around. And, you know, again, I was, uh, I, I was honored, uh, to come up and, and see Elijah off. It was a lot of fun. We, uh, we played some awkward games and had a, had a really good time. Um, and, and really it reminds me, uh, once again, that my legacy at KGRG kind of like, you know, because, you know, as as broadcasters, we we want to leave our stamp on things. Right. You know, we want to be remembered for something we, you know, w- want to leave our mark. And I feel like for me and it took me a while to to realize this is that <laughs> really my legacy is creating an environment during my shows that encourages people to have fun on the radio um not necessarily conducting the best or tightest or cleanest radio but that we're having fun it's a climate of having fun at all times because the the lesson that i carry with me even now that i pass along to anybody that will listen if you're not having fun on the radio you're doing it wrong um and and with that i mean uh, elijah was one of those folks is one of those folks he he's not past <laughs> he's just he's just transitioning out of kgrg he's still very much with us but no um elijah is one of those folks that you can't help but smile around 
And, um, you know, I just I, I always had fun with him and he would always find a way to make me laugh, um, either intentionally or unintentionally. I think just like some of the some of the things that would come out of his mouth would just just crack me up, just the delightful randomness of it. And and I. I, I miss doing a show with him, um, but I, I I wish him nothing but the best in all of his future endeavors. Um, so, in addition to seeing him off live on the air um, on KGRG last Monday, I was able to recruit some of our friends and uh, and uh, teachers and mentors and um, uh, got uh, some folks to record some goodbye messages uh, for Elijah that I'd like to share with you now. First up is uh, um, our buddy Corey, formerly of These Young Fools and Flicker and Fade. Hey Elijah, I know it's your last night at KJRG, and I just wanted to say that whatever you decide to pursue, I know you're going to excel at it because you're an extremely talented and hardworking person. Just, uh, just persevere and stay true to yourself, man, because there's no one else like you. Good luck with everything, Big E. Hi, Elijah. This is Charlie Harger. I just wanted to congratulate you on making this change. I know it's been two years at the Monday Project. Uh, You've always been such a great student throughout the years and just a great guy to know. I remember when you first started taking my class, you were just this big, boundless ball of energy, and everybody really loved not only talking to you, but hearing you and just hearing how you've grown over the years has has just been tremendous. I, I just wish you all the best in whatever your future holds and stay in touch with us at KGRG, okay? Congratulations again. I'm looking forward to your next step in your journey. Bye, Elijah. Biggie! What's up, buddy? This is Michael, aka Bytor, all the way from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I hear that this is your last show, man. Well, I just want to say thank you for all your hard work. It was a pleasure listening to you on KGRG every Monday. It was a pleasure coming on in with my bands and doing interviews with you. You always made it fun for us, especially for myself. And I want to wish you the best of luck in everything that you do in life, my friend. Especially with your music project, Dalibor. There's some real talent there. and. I'm really excited for all your future tracks that you'll be doing, and I know that we'll be collaborating together in the future. So, my friends, I hope you have one great last show. Thank you for everything, and I'll give you one more. Take care, buddy. Hey, Elijah, it's Tom Evans Krause, the uh, Director of Broadcast Operations for KGRG FM. I understand that this is going to be your final show on 89.9 Today's Rock, and boy, are we going to miss you. You have uh, contributed so much uh, to the radio station and the broadcasting program at Green River College, but I know that uh, the future holds great things in store for you. There'll be plenty of challenges, but also a ton of opportunities for somebody of your talent and skills and drive. And please stay in touch. Uh, We will love to have you come back from time to time as a KGRG-FM alumni. God bless. (laughs) 
Uh, thanks again to Corey, Charlie, Michael, and Tom for taking the time to get those farewell messages to me. I I, I really appreciate it. It was a super short notice, and uh, um, yeah, no, it was just a uh, it, it was it was a really cool moment uh, playing that over over the air for Elijah. Um, a couple things I want to mention. Uh, first, uh, we <laughs> I I, uh, I I have to acknowledge the the potentially awkward uh, irony in in some of that clip there in that uh, Corey, the guy we heard from uh, first, and then uh, Michael, uh, those guys used to be in uh, in a couple bands together, both being uh, uh, these young fools and then uh, later Flicker and Fade. That uh um yeah, those aren't bands anymore. Um, and I've uh, I reached out to both guys to uh, uh, to get these messages and I'm uh, again very grateful to them to do, do so uh, but both of them are working on uh, separate solo projects uh, Corey is working on a project called Disco Nonsense uh, his uh, EP called End to End is out now um, I'm going to be uh, uh, interviewing him in a couple weeks uh, talking about that project as well as uh, Michael he is uh, uh, rebranding his uh, um his stuff as by tour. Um, and, uh, that that's where you can get, uh, some of the, uh, some of the old stuff that, that he's worked on in the past. And I'm really looking to, uh, schedule some time with him as well. Um, because they're, they're both really cool guys and it's a, it's a real bummer, uh, that they can't be a band anymore, but I'm, uh, I, am i am very interested, uh, to hear about what our friends have been up to. And then obviously, you know, without getting too deep in the recap weeds uh you know the, those bands uh these young fools and flicker and fade were were really important to both elijah and myself during our time at the at the monday project so those uh uh those guys will always have uh have a place in our hearts and we'll we'll always uh do what we can to uh promote them um uh also i want to let you know that that uh, i mentioned her earlier but uh emmy will be uh taking control of the helm she is now the captain um and uh the monday project will continue every week from 7 to 10 p.m pacific time live on 89.9 kgrg fm streaming to the world at kgrg.com and on the kgrg fm app if you happen to be outside of the pacific northwest area and can't listen on a traditional radio um and if you want to be a part of the kgrg family and legacy like all this uh stuff i've been mopey and 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 (laughs) have very uh, uh, melodramatic about uh, reminiscing about, um, but I mean, you listen to the show, you kind of you kind of know that's my deal. But but if, if you'd like to be a part of the thing and do the thing and be part of a show and start your own show and and have these uh, uh, broadcasting adventures, uh, register for journalism one ten at Green River College in Auburn. Uh, more information at kgrg.com forward slash classes or greenriver.edu. Coming up, it's my interview with Ben Harpold, and we'll be talking about Cybefest Northwest, the Cybertronian Festival, celebrating all things Transformers with a Pacific Northwest spin. But first, I've got some other Transformers news I'd like to share with you. Now, um, I've 
already mentioned this on the Mike Seibert Radio social media, um, at Mike Seibert Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, by the way. Um, but I wanted to announce that I will be traveling to Chicago in October for TFCon, uh, America's largest fan-run Transformers convention. I'm uh, I'm really excited. And, uh, and, and if you're a listener of the Autopod Decepticast, and if you aren't, you should, uh, especially if you're into Transformers and Transformers the movie like uh, like me and my friends are, um, you've no doubt heard by now that they will be making the trip as well. The uh, uh, members of the APOD Decast will be um, attending TFCon Chicago. In fact, um, I'm actually mentioning things kind of out of order. They made their announcement first, like, um, oh gosh, at least several weeks ago at this point. I, I lose track of time very easily. But um, but they they announced it first that they were going to TFCon and, you know, uh, really excited to uh, meet some of the fans and engage in the community. And that's what originally inspired me to want to think about uh, going out to TFCon in Chicago. Um, you know, I've talked about this on the show several times. I, uh, you know, I, I live in Seattle and we're uh, very fortunate to have so many great conventions, uh, you know, like uh, Emerald City Comic Con being most uh, notably. We're also within a very short driving distance of Rose City Comic Con. Um, Obviously, uh, PAX Prime is held here and uh, countless others, you know, like Sakura Con and, and uh, Geek Girl Con and uh, you know, Jet City Comic Show, on and on and on. You get the idea. But I've, um, because I've been spoiled being here in the Pacific Northwest and uh, having all of these great destination shows right in my home and in my backyard, I've never really given much consideration to traveling uh, to to a show before um i uh i don't really have all that much interest in attending san diego comic-con and i i've talked about uh, uh the reasons for that why in uh previous episodes it's just it's 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 just too big uh too elaborate uh way too much going on and um, way too much going on having to do with stuff that I'm not necessarily interested in or excited about, uh, which, again, is one of the, the reasons why uh, ECCC, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, appeals to me so much because, you know, it's got all the stuff I want. This is a little different. It's um, I, I came to the realization that, you know, that this would be a really great opportunity uh, to uh, connect with Aaron and Ryan and Caleb, who I've, you know, through through social media and, and uh, uh, mutual interest, I, I've grown to be buddies with uh, bonding over uh, Transformers the movie. And um, I, I thought this would be a really cool opportunity to uh, uh, connect with them. Uh, but I was still reluctant because it's like, I mean, that's it's 2000 miles away from Seattle. It's a it's not a short trip and not uh, not without cost. Uh, but uh, but my wife, uh, lucky was uh, was really supportive, really encouraging, um, and kind of kind of really uh, talked me through uh, my doubts. And now I am officially on the hook, having just booked my flights and hotel rooms. So yeah, Mike Seibert Radio uh, will be traveling to TFCon Chicago um, at the end of October. That's uh, uh, that that's going to be great. Now there's a there's a lot I can't talk about yet uh, because. Uh, 
arrangements are still being solidified, conversations still being had, and and um, a lot of brainstorming uh, uh, still to be done. But I can at least announce for now that uh, that I'm really excited to connect with again with uh, with Aaron Ryan and Caleb in person. Um, it's going to be a really fun hang, and I can't wait to tell you more about it. Uh, stay tuned to future episodes of Autopod Decepticast and Mike Cybert Radio for updates and check out tfcon.com for the latest guest announcements. Uh, there are a few uh, voice actors that are already attending that were on the guest list when I jumped on, uh, but I, I, I'm i getting really excited about the uh, uh, the creators uh, that, uh, that will be going to tfcon, including um, artists uh, Keizama, Alex Milne, uh, and Casey Collier from the IDW Comics, um, and uh, just recently announced writer and story consultant Flint Dilly, uh, who worked on uh, Transformers the movie. So I'm uh, um, I, I'm excited to uh, meet him, and uh, I, I'm going to need separate luggage for all the stuff I'm going to need to get autographed because I'm a uh, I, I I'm fans of all of those folks and have uh, several things that I'd like to uh, get signed and chat with them about. Uh, but before all that, uh, let's keep it local uh, for the Pacific Northwest uh, because there is a celebration of Transformers fandom happening right here in the Seattle area this weekend. Let's go to the Mike Seibert Radio Party Line, a.k.a. turning on the phone, um, and welcome our guest Ben from Cybefest Northwest. Um, why don't you start off by introducing yourself and telling us about Cybefest? Sure. Uh, I'm I'm Ben Harpold. I am kind of uh, one of the showrunners of Sidefest Northwest, which is short for Cybertronian Festival Northwest, which is a mouthful. Um, <laughs> we this is our fifth year. Um, we've always been at the Kent Commons uh, Convention Center. Uh, that's where we've we've hosted it. The last five years, okay. Um, we are a, our our goal is to create a family friendly, fun transformer convention. Um, the people who put us on uh, are all transformer fans. In fact, all, all the four of us that started this met as a result of being transformer fans. We didn't know each other. Um, prior to this connection we had to the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to create something that was, uh, that, that, that would just be a celebration of all things Transformers and to bring people and that, that have a shared love of this brand and uh, families and just mm-hmm. to create an, an environment of just kind of relaxed, enjoyment of of robots um and the main thing that we do is we have a big dealer room Mm -hmm. and there's some amazing uh local local toy sellers and stuff like that and and probably a good 75 to 85 percent of the things they're selling is transformers um and we have different activities we have a kids play area um that's just got loads of toys and Creo bricks that kids can just play with and uh, create mayhem without, you know, uh, and hopefully, hopefully experience 
uh, toys they haven't gotten to, to play with before. Because, you know, it's, it's got stuff from Armada, Energon, Cybertron lines, Beast mm-hmm. Wars, stuff like that. So these are toys that they did not grow up with, so they, they hopefully get to experience them for the first time, or, or at least get to experience them again. Um, and uh, we have, like, trivia contests, okay. which we, we change up every year. Um, as it's it's always like a fun way to kind of see how well people know their know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a kids trivia contest too because it's it seems to be a little unfair to to, to pit uh, kids against adults, when, especially when it's adult fans. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Kids to know have the same same uh, knowledge, uh, but the kids the kids can can totally bring it. Um, well, that's great. And we have like uh, we have video game contests and transforming contests for the adults and for the kids. Um, raffle. Um, we've done auctions in the past, and um, yeah, we have artists, some amazing mm-hmm. artists that that come by, and yeah, it's just it's just a wonderful celebration of all all things Transformers. That's amazing. That that is really cool. And uh, and Ben, I got I gotta confess, I uh, so I've I I'm a lifelong Transformers fan, and I've lived in the Pacific Northwest my entire life. I uh, happen to live in Federal Way, not all that far away from Kent. And I'm embarrassed to admit that I didn't know about this show up until a couple few days ago. It was actually kind of funny, and I want to kind of give a shout out to this uh, uh, this Twitter account that that happened to see it. I'm uh, I'm going to TFCon in Chicago um, in October, and okay. I had I had. Uh, posted something i was like hey you know tfcon if you keep posting about these uh, uh about all of these great guests you're adding i'm gonna have to bring extra luggage for all the books i want to get autographed and all that other stuff because you know like they, they've added um you know all kinds of like artists and writers and you know all, all kinds of uh, uh cool guests but um a twitter account called um around seattle saw my tweet, responded to it, and said, well, you know, uh, Cybefest is this weekend, right? I'm like, I, I, I don't know what that is. And and so, yeah, so so I found uh, Cybefest Northwest on Facebook and Twitter and, and the website. And, and yeah, it just kind of boggled my mind because it's just like there's, you know, this uh, this – um, really neat gathering of uh, Transformers fans that I don't have to fly to Chicago to hang around with. Um, That's right. So I just I just thought that was um, uh, really cool. Now you um uh, you had mentioned Ben that uh, a lot of the the cool activities that are uh, coming up, but in addition to those activities, you have um, uh, a couple panels happening at the at the show also, right? Yes, yes, there are a couple panels, and this was the first year we kind of put a call out to uh, our, our local community and said, "Hey, is there anything you want to to hear about? You know, talk about at uh, at Sidefest?" and and we had a couple of a uh, couple of people that that came forward and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. I have, I have something I like to talk about," um, and so we have a a, a panel on uh, the. Uh, the 3D printing, mm-hmm. as well as uh, kind of a look at vintage G1 uh, advertising and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's um, we haven't had panels every year. It okay. just really depends on 
what we have. We've had we've had a special guest before, um, like artists from the IDW uh, comic line, and um, so we've we've had panels with them, and we've we've done a showrunner panel for people to just kind of ask us questions and and let us know what they'd like to see, so that we can kind of keep expanding the show mm-hmm. um, over the over the years. So. And, uh, it, you know, you were talking about how you had just heard about it. And we do our best to try to advertise. Mm-hmm. We are a small show. Um, we are nowhere near the size of TFCon. And I've, I admit I've never been to TFCon. I've been to a, a ton of BotCons. Oh, sure. In okay. The, in, in, my, in, my, in my past and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I really should get out to TFCon at some point. Um, you know, I'm kind of partial to our, to our little sl- slice of uh, Transformer Heaven here, but um, but yeah. So we we try to put the word out on Facebook, and we were kind mm-hmm. of got a little bit of the grassroots, you know, people telling other people and and stuff. And we try to advertise at little local uh, comic book shops and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and you know, this is a, this is a hobby thing for us. We all have day jobs and families and stuff like that. So we're trying to do all this all the while, you know, doing our regular life thing. So um, we've we've brought in some more people to help uh, spread the word and stuff. So hopefully we'll have fewer and fewer people saying, I've never heard of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, because it it just it it just sounds really cool because like, you know, I've uh, you know, I've been to Emerald City Comic Con here in Seattle, you know, every year it's existed and, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. And on one thing, on on one hand, that's a good thing because, you know, you know, uh, you know, more dealers, more guests, more artists, more exhibitors and all that other stuff. But I, I really kind of miss a little bit when it was just kind of like in the one room next to the Seahawks stadium and it was kind of like you know a small local show so I think something like uh, Sidefest Northwest kind of taps into you know some of those um, uh, uh, more intimate shows where it's it's very much you know for the fans by the fans and really kind of connecting with folks you know that are that are right here in our community and I, I, and I think that's really cool um, so and that's the, the key word is community, mm-hmm. and and that's what we are all about is just that connection with other local fans. And there are people that travel down from Canada and and come up from Oregon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know we're all Pacific Northwest people, so. It's absolutely, great. absolutely. So the uh, uh, the show is Cybefest Northwest. That is going to be happening this Saturday, August eighteenth, at the Kent Commons Community Center. That is on Fourth uh, uh, Avenue, there uh, down there in Kent. Uh, looks like show starts at eleven, goes until five, and yep. um, and so Ben, I think at this point, let's uh, let's maybe kind of wind the clocks back. And uh, you alluded to it earlier. Maybe talk about the history and uh, uh, founding of Sidefest and some of the adventures you guys have had along the way? Well, Sidefest, like I said, is this is our fifth year. But the reason why we didn't exist before that is there was CybeCon, Cybertronian Conference. Oh. And that went on for um, 14 years, I think. Um, I, I feel bad that I don't remember the exact number of years. <laughs> um, but it started literally as just a 
a get together at a person's house. And then it just kind of increased, increased. And um, the, the person who, who put that on, uh, Greg Gobb, who is actually doing the 3D printing panel at, at SideFest, um, basically put this thing on year after year. And then more often than not, it was in Tacoma. Um, but it had been in Auburn uh, in previous years and stuff. So a lot of uh, of what we have as far as, like, the people that know about us have come from SideCon. Okay. There would be no SideFest without SideCon. Um, and uh, Greg at one decided that he he was ready to kind of be done with running a show. He had been mm-hmm. doing it tirelessly for for so many years and uh myself and a friend of mine would help out and there was a lot of other community uh fans that that would help out and volunteer at the show to just kind of help this help this saint of a man who put this on um (laughs) and um and just getting to know him over the years and uh, when he decided to kind of retire he contacted me and said hey what do you think about taking a, well he asked me hey i want to meet with you and so i didn't i thought maybe he wanted to bring me on in, in a more official capacity mm-hmm. um and he asked me like what other other people that would like to be part of it and so from there we you know he said hey i'm kind of retiring from this would you like to take it over and i said i sh- sure <laughs> um but he said i'd like you to call it something different um because you know Saipan is his baby and I and I totally understand that mm-hmm. and we were going to try to you know do some you know a lot of the things are the same sure uh, but we wanted to try to kind of expand on it and use utilize the fact that we have more people involved to try to expand and so um I I got some friends together and said hey you guys are all people I can work with and and I think that, that we could have some fun mm-hmm. and we just just started started going and seeing what uh, what would happen and and the the response has been great. Our, our attendance has been right up there with with SideCon, um, if not a little bit more. And um, we've been able to add a few extra things that that SideCon hadn't done. So oh, so yeah. Cool. So the Transformer convention thing in the Pacific Northwest is not is not new it's it's been there and um a lot of the fan interactions and community that has been built is is largely thanks to to greg who who put on sidecon because that was once a year we get together and it's like hey i'm not the only transformer geek i know anymore i I, i've met these people and and now and now every once in a while we'll we'll see each other in the toy aisle and be like hey i recognize you and stuff like that so (laughs) So it's such a it's, it's it's a great feeling to to know that there's this community. That's awesome. So, um, could you talk about maybe the development of uh, Sidefest and the show over over those last five years? Like, you know, kind of like uh, growth and development, and and maybe a little hint of maybe where you guys are heading in the future. Oh, where we're headed in the future? That that's a tough one because <laughs> each year we kind of after after the show we kind of have a debriefing session of like okay what what worked what didn't work what can we do to in improve and stuff but when the first first year we started we were like we had no idea we none of us had put on a convention before 
Okay. So we didn't know what we didn't know. Um, and so we just kind of went with it. We, we kind of kept advertising to a minimum, just basically people who had gone to CybeCon and just through Facebook and, and event evite type stuff. Um, and the turnout was amazing. The, the drawback was we got a room that we thought would be about the same size as CybeCon, but the attendance was a little bit higher than what they had. So it was a very crowded space, oh, okay. <laughs> which looks great. Yeah. But it's also, <laughs> it gets really hot when you're in a small, you know, a smaller area with a lot of people. So mm-hmm. that's, that's our big thing we learned from our first year um, and went, okay, we're going to get a bigger place. And we, uh, now we're in um, a, a gymnasium uh, size space. So uh, it's a lot more room uh, and uh, which allows us to have more dealers and a little bit more space to spread out and stuff. And like I said, we've had um, special guests before, um, and that's kind of depending on uh, people's availability. Mm -hmm. The money we we bring in just goes right back into feeding the show and uh, trying to get, you know, better raffle prizes and um, pay for those special guests. Um, whereas like some of these bigger conventions like Emerald City Comic Con mm-hmm. or TFCon, artists will go to because they know they're going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Since we're a smaller convention, um, it's a lot, you know, they have to sell a lot of prints to justify the travel costs. So mm-hmm. we subsidize their, their travel costs um, to, to get somebody who is well-known and, and somebody who is respected in the, in the Transformer fandom mm-hmm. and... Uh, and and because of that, we get to say, hey, this person's going to be at our show. This is a big deal for us. Yeah. So please come and, and support support your local, you know, Transformer convention and, and uh, come, come see some amazingly talented people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've generally held it to like one one named artist before voice actors get pricey. Yeah. And at this point, um We've done a very good job uh, where only the first year did uh, we all put our own personal money into it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the first year, we were able to pay ourselves back and then have some money left over to then pay for deposits for for uh, the convention space and and some of the other expenses that go into uh, running a convention. Mm-hmm. So... So it's um, that's that's probably the big thing that's that's happened is just like kind of slowly building up the the savings so that we can afford to do um, more guests and stuff like that. And, sure. Gotcha. Uh, so have uh, have you guys had uh, or what's what's been the response from uh, kind of the the Transformers community in general? Like, is it is it still uh, trying to uh, break out and reach that larger audience, or have you had um, successes connecting with uh, uh, you know with maybe some of the sites out on the forums, or what's uh, what's that experience been like? Um, we we reach out to uh, various Transformer fan sites um to kind of let us let them know that we exist Mm -hmm. and uh they've been great uh tfw 2005 is like the website that most of us have gotten to know each other on okay and so um there's kind of like a, a personal connection to that to that site because of that 
Um, but we've, uh, we've, you know, Sabertron.com and, mm-hmm. and Allspark have also been great about uh, promoting our show and stuff. And as far as um, the overall response, every year we have like a little survey that people can fill out and just let them know, let us know what, uh, what they thought. And, and we get an overwhelmingly positive response. You know, a few people wish they were, we were bigger or do some things different. Can't sure. please everybody. Right. And we, we just do the best we can to try to create an event that, um, that hopefully people leave going, Hey, I had a lot of fun and we're not a destination convention mm-hmm. yet. And I don't know if we, we ever will get to that point. TFCon has got that nailed. They're, yeah. they're a big convention. They have the guests mm-hmm. and they've been able, they can, they can afford those bigger guests. And because we're a smaller show, um, you know, people are like, Oh, should I fly to Seattle to come to it? And it's like, well, we're a one day show mm-hmm. and we have a bunch of local vendors and local artists. And, and as much as I would love to say, Hey, come to this show, you're <laughs> going to, you know, it's going to be worth, you know, a thousand dollar, you know, vacation trip. Right. It's, it's hard to say. And like, you know, here's what we have to offer. If this sounds like a great time to you, mm-hmm. please come. Um, and, but we would really like to get to that point where we're like a destination mm-hmm. convention that people will travel for and hopefully maybe expand into two days or more. Uh, but it's, it's, it's tough and we have to kind of gauge the amount of content that we're able to provide before expanding it to bigger days, because we'd rather have one day that's just jam packed full of people and stuff to do than two days where we have kind of, a smaller amount of people coming and it's just kind of slower as far as uh, for dealers and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Cause I, I I'm sure we've all seen uh, dealer shows and conventions where they, they expand out to two days, but there isn't necessarily enough to warrant two days and it just kind of ends up uh, watering down uh, attendance a bit. So I, yeah. I, I, I think you guys are wise in, in being, um, uh, cognizant of that, and uh, you know, it, it when, when it's ready to happen organically, it'll happen. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a good move, trying not to uh, push it too soon. Um, so, uh, uh, so this is obviously an unofficial uh, Transformers convention, obviously here yeah. in uh, the Pacific Northwest, put on by uh, by the fans for the fans. Um, but that being said, have um, ha- have you guys had any interaction with uh, with Hasbro or or anything um, anything like that? We have not. Um, the closest thing that we've had to interaction with Hasbro is working with. Uh, artists that have done comics that Hasbro's mm-hmm. connected with. Um, and one of our artists does has done artwork for uh, official Transformer merchandise, and he'll be there. And he actually did a, a special print for this year, mm-hmm. um, which will be uh, available. And it is, it's amazing. And it's because we, we, we really embrace the Pacific Northwest to it. And so the print definitely reflects that. And I, believe there's some links to it um via our twitter uh page and stuff so uh it's it's a fun little 
homage to to things that is very Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I I think I saw the piece. Am I being vague enough to to entice people to come check it out? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but while we're on that topic, um, let's uh let's talk about uh like there's there's uh like an exclusive available if I'm not mistaken, and uh and some other cool stuff that folks might be able to pick up while they're while they're there at Sidefest Northwest. The the exclusive is the print. Um, we have toy. We've done um, weapon sets mm-hmm. uh, as exclusives, and we tried our first year to do an exclusive toy, and it was completely designed and three D printed, and the work was like seventy five percent there. Mm-hmm. But the person doing the work was, you know, he he had a job, and the job was extremely sure. demanding, and it's still demanding, and so so. Um, and and this was being his first toy to design from beginning to end, and uh, we just didn't know what we were getting into, and that was kind of one of those we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. Um, our hope is to someday get it finished um, and to release it. It was it, it's an amazing looking toy, and he mm-hmm. talked about it, um, and uh, but we as much as we would love to do an official toy, it's it's a lot of work and. Uh, we've reached out to some of the third-party uh, transformer mm-hmm. uh, companies. Um, haven't had much response, and I think probably due to the fact that we probably won't be able to order uh, enough to justify the time at sure. this point. Um, right. Our attendance is, you know, between 150 to 250 mm-hmm. uh, people, and you know, some of those. You know, to make it worthwhile, they have to do a run of like three to five hundred pieces, and so um, everybody would have to buy like two in order to <laughs> to justify the cost. And and we would be out the costs making them if there wasn't enough response. So what we were hoping to do with our first figure was to do a run of like fifty uh-huh. that was just manu- you know, done on our own. And so, but. But just time and uh, time wasn't on our side, and and uh, we weren't able to to complete that. And we, we that was that was a big a big hiccup in our in our overall presentation mm-hmm. of our show because it, it was something that we were like, hey, we're going to do this. Oh wait, it's not going to happen. Um, but the, but everybody seemed to to accept it and understand and and. Um, it's just one of those things that happens and we we try to be as transparent as possible that sure. you know this this hurts us as much as it hurts them mm-hmm. you know that we weren't able to complete it and someday hopefully gotcha well um so switching gears a little bit now what one of the the coolest things about uh Transformers fandom and especially at this point you know the 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 universe and iterations are so dense and vast where you know everybody can be a fan of their own thing, right? So, like, you know, you could be into, you know, G1 only, or, you know, there's folks that grew up on Beast Wars, you know, there's kind of like the cult of R.I.D., there's, you know, the the folks that are, you know, more into uh, the comics and and things like that. So, um, Ben, while, I, while I've got you and we're chatting, uh, what's, uh, what's your jam? What's, uh, what's your uh, uh, Transformers fandom? Um, well, I was a child of the 80s, 
And so the original is, is where my love started. Mm-hmm. It is not where my love for Transformers ends. And I've, I've embraced many of the different iterations of Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really like Beast Wars. That kind of brought me back. You know, I kind of went through this like dark ages where I kind of didn't have toys. I sold them off when I was a kid, sure. um, and moved on to other other hobbies and stuff like that. And then Beast Wars came out, and I was like, "Hey, this is kind of cool." And it was a friend of mine that was actually kept collecting, and so I kind of was like, "Oh wait, I can I can collect toys, and I have friends who do it, and so I won't be this weirdo. I'll be a <laughs> I'll be a weirdo amongst." Uh, friends so that i thought okay so i started collecting and then it then of course it snowballed because you know you it, it, you can't just have one right. um and so yeah so i've embraced beast wars i liked beast machines um i didn't get into the uh armada energon cybertron stuff as much i watched the shows mm-hmm. i had a bunch of the toys but ultimately those were ones that were the first to go when i started running out of space um but I I loved animated, I absolutely sure. loved animated, yeah. um, and I've and I've enjoyed all the shows since. Um, Prime was great. Um, my I have a son mm-hmm. who's eight, and um, he was really introduced to Transformers with um, Rescue Bots. Oh sure, and, yeah, yeah. And I love that show, mm-hmm. and I got to talk at length with uh, one of the main designers of the toys at different bot cons. And he's gotten to know me and he's done like full page sketches of the characters for my son and stuff like that. So I, I, I was, uh, I really love the fact that they had a, for the rescue bots, they had this finger on the pulse of what kids need at that age. And then the fine motor skills and developing that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I thought that was just wonderful. And so my son, who is eight, is still into rescue bots. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he's playing with them right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and then we got into Robots in Disguise, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed that show. And I love the quirkiness of that show. Um, and then I've started slowly introducing him to the old shows. I we've gone through all of the original series and stuff like that. And uh, and it's interesting to watch it with him and see what he thought thinks is cool and yeah. fun and and stuff. So, yeah, I think we've pretty much we're we're just starting Beast Wars because Beast Wars can get a little a little intense with some of the violence. Yeah, so. for sure. And so we've we we've we're we're slow rolling that one. Um, we just showed him the animated movie, um, but he's a very sensitive sensitive boy. So yeah. we, I kind of prepared him for what he was about to see and and he he determined when he thought he was ready to see it and so uh, so we would we talked about it and so he knew you know the death of optimus prime was coming um so yeah that was that was a tough one because i remember watching that when i was a kid in the theater and i was 
about the same age. So right, yeah, yeah, same here, exactly. Like uh, you know, and you had all the commercials leading up to it. it's like, does Prime die? And you know, how can they yeah. defeat the Monster Planet? And like, yeah, you uh, if you could survive that that first ten minutes, you know, if you could get through the shuttle attack, you might be okay. But uh, right, but yeah, that's uh, um, I was uh, I was seven. And I just, I was like, you know, and to this day, I, you know, I mean, uh, Prime's death kind of, you know, it's, it, I, I looked at it as like, you know, I, I understood the the concept of heroic sacrifice at that point. It was still a bummer, mm-hmm. but it's still the guys on the shuttle that really get me, you know, just like, you know, the, right. s- the smoke billowing out of Prowl's mouth and stuff like that. That's the image that's been burned into my head, you know, in terms of uh, childhood trauma. But uh, yeah, it's that, that scene is brutal. Mm. It's just absolutely brutal. Well, you know, and and I don't I don't know how familiar you are with uh, with the movie and the original script, but it was originally supposed to be even worse than that. Like, uh, right? Yeah, like like Ironhide and Ratchet were supposed to get like melted together and then they explode or something like that. I mean, it's just just grisly stuff. <laughs> and Ultra Magnus was supposed to be drawn and quartered yep. at, on the Junkie on Planet. Right. Right. It's like <laughs> wow. It's. Uh, it's it's amazing um, that that would have that that was even a thought. Like, hey, let's let's show kids this. <laughs> yeah. But, well, and, and you know, and and with the live action movies, you know, they they can get pretty brutal, but they're PG thirteen, you know, yeah. so they they're rated appropriately for what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And and I have not not shown my kid that those movies yet. I I enjoy the movies. Um, uh, for what they are. Oh sure, okay. They're, they're fun entertainment. Uh, I don't expect them to to be G one. Right. Um, I know they draw from that as well as from other things. So mm-hmm. it's they are their own thing. And but uh, my my son has to be a little bit older before before uh, diving into the PG thirteen movies and stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, are are you guys going to go to that uh, special engagement in September of the uh, the Fathom events for the eighty uh, six movie? I, I I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, I they had a screening of the eighty six movie in Olympia a couple years back, and we did a side fest promotion there. Oh. I did a raffle thing. Um, so it won't be the first time I've seen it in the theaters sure. since the eighties. I, and when I was in college, they, they, pl- they had a, the little college theater, uh, played it as well. So I've, I've, I've gotten to enjoy it on the big screen a few times, um, since, but it'll be fun to, to, to take my son to see it in the theater. And I'm going to try to get my brother to, to join since him and I went and saw it back in 86 nice. on the opening day. It was it was a it was a great a great time and uh but we had it spoiled for us when we when we went we were like went to the second showing oh. and friends of ours came out of the first showing and they were like they basically went hey prime dies and we we're like what <laughs> oh man those commercials made it seem like he was going to be okay maybe yeah. probably not even though he gets shot in the face like five times in that in that tv commercial it's amazing but... if if the gi joe movie had come out first and they killed off Duke, and the reaction to Duke, you know, was like it was to Prime that maybe mm-hmm. Optimus wouldn't have died in in the movie because they changed the the ending of, yeah. of the GI Joe movie to 
to not kill off the main character. Or at least so I've heard. Well, a weird a weird piece of trivia about that is that G.I. Joe the movie was actually supposed to come out first. But they oh, ran really? they ran into uh, some production delays uh, with the animation. And so basically Transformers the movie came out first and um, it was like, well, G.I. Joe is going to kill off Duke. Let's see how audiences respond by killing Optimus Prime. That that wasn't necessarily the original thought. That kind of was influenced by uh, by the concurrent production of uh, GI Joe the movie, and and of Ooh. course we saw how how audiences responded to that. Um, and so yeah, so suddenly uh, Duke slips into a coma and is okay at the end of the movie, and and is That's like right. one, it is like one of the worst pieces of ADR ever because it's like you know you you watch that scene with a uh, duke after he gets uh, uh speared by serpentor's uh snake spear thing there's like this burst yeah. of blood and he's he's super dead i mean he looks yeah. super dead and and there's like some voiceover uh adr styly where it's like he's gone into a coma <laughs> and, and, and at the end of the movie like you know uh uh you know cobra law is defeated and all that and they're like um <sighs> Hey, we we just heard that Duke's coming out of his coma. He's going to be okay. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and he was never seen again. But that's right. Yeah. Well, so, he retired after that. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's that's just obvious. As kids, we knew what retirement was, right? Right. Totally. Like, you know what? I totally. think I'm I think I'm going to go uh, hang out on a on a an, an island somewhere and just. Just relax. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Ben. Well, it is. it has been um, amazing getting to know you and getting to talk to you. We could, uh, uh, we could talk literally all day. It seems like I, you know, I can, I, I, I could talk uh, Transformers and GI Joe until I'm blue in the face. I, uh, um, I, I'm friends with folks who run a uh, Transformers, the movie podcast. It's a movie minute podcast uh, uh, called the Autopod Decepticast. And we've, uh, We've, oh. we've uh we've gotten together for for uh shows a couple times and yeah we just we um you know we we get deep into the weeds and into the tangents um uh incidentally i'd recommend that podcast if you haven't checked it out yet they they i haven't no i'll, I'll take a listen i like i like the name of it that's cool yeah it's 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 pretty cool and basically it's a they they break down each minute of the movie uh, so they watch the minute and then they talk about it and break it down. So there's like, you know, script deviations and uh, voice actors and, and a lot of the history of the movie. I mean, like I I used to consider myself pretty well informed um, about Transformers, the movie. But I've uh, I've learned a lot of stuff that I didn't really pay attention to uh, even after watching that movie for 32 years. So um, wow. a, a definite recommendation for uh uh for fans of that for that movie um but um let's let's bring things back around to uh, uh side fest before uh before uh you know i i keep us here all day long um uh ben would you mind going down the kind of the the vitals like uh what it is when it is where it is and uh and and information that folks need to know all right um well side fest northwest at the Kent Commons uh, Community Center. It is on August 18th. Doors open for uh, general admission at 11, 
if, if we did a pre-register um, and that's now closed, but if you pre-register, then you can get in at 10. Um, so 11, it goes until five. We do a big, our big raffle drawing at the end of the day. Um, and we have some great raffle prizes um, to, to, to give out. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything I missed. If uh, so, if folks missed out on the pre-registering, uh, do they can they go to a website or do they just have to go to the door to get tickets? Go to the door to get tickets. Um, I will probably be at the door. Um, my mother will be there at the door. She volunteers mm-hmm. um, just to add into the true family environment that mm-hmm. that we we do. And my son will be running around um, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the way to go. It's, uh, $10 for adults, $5 for kids. Okay. Um, and yeah. Are you going to be able to join us? I am going to try to, I, I am working on Saturday, but it's kind of on my way home. So I'm going to try to pop in, uh, for at least, uh, uh, the last little bit of the show. Okay. At the, at, towards the end of the day, mm-hmm. we do cut the prices, and I think like at four o'clock or so, I think we just like let anybody who wants to come in come in. So, so for people who don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, we try to to accommodate that as well and uh, encourage people to come come hang out with their fellow fans. <laughs> Well, and that's what it sounds like the real draw for this is. You know, we we talked about exclusives and dealers and artists and all this other cool stuff, but it but it seems to be more importantly than anything, it's it's connecting with that fan community and being around like-minded folks, which is really what con going is supposed to be all about. And uh It is to us, yeah. And and this just it, it just sounds really cool. I'm I'm really glad um, that that I discovered Cybefest Northwest and um, and uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, jump on with us here, Ben. Appreciate it. Of course, anytime. Um, appreciate you helping us put the word out there, even though you just got the word a few days ago. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just finishing up some of the trivia stuff, and then uh, I got to sort through. Uh, raffle prizes so that's that's my day i <laughs> <laughs> gotcha so um so before we let you go uh was there uh anybody or any uh anyone that we haven't mentioned yet that you would like to give shout outs to well i'd like to give out shout outs to my to my 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 fellow team uh my friend jason uh randy and ryan who the four of us really started this um and we had uh our friend uh, Pat came in and started helping us with advertising last year. And um, this wonderful woman named Liz has stepped up and has been helping us a lot um, this year. And so we've got a bunch of other volunteers and um, we're just, uh, I'm just, I'm I'm just thankful for, for everybody's help Mm -hmm. in helping us put this together. Um, Cause it, it it makes uh it makes it a lot more fun to put together when you have when you have friends to work with so mm-hmm. and if i forgot anybody uh oh jamal jamal's helping mm-hmm. us out um so yeah it, there's there's a 
there's a whole bunch of people that help make this happen. So I, I hope I cover everybody. We do a, a dinner afterwards and I, you know, give a little thank you speech to everybody. So nice. that helps out. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, as I mentioned, I am going to try to make it there uh, if I, if at all humanly possible. I'd love to uh, connect with you guys in person and really kind of get to know the uh, uh, local Transformers community that I never knew was there. So I'm, I, yeah. I'm really excited we, for you guys. We have a big community. If you if you go on like the TFW site on the the state sightings um, board, mm-hmm. Washington is one of the one of the most posted on states and it's because we just became friends and we've gotten to know each other and and at, at there were points where where people are like oh i'm looking for this figure and somebody will be like oh i'll just pick it up for you well you'll you'll hook me up later and then yeah you know people have traded stuff people have bought stuff for people and it's it's been it's been a great community um and yeah it's uh and that's what that's what all this is about. It's, Absolutely. The times that I've gone to BotCon, the things I remember is hanging out with people. Yeah. And I can't remember what year had what exclusives or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, in 07, we were hanging out in a hotel room with uh, <laughs> Robert Orsi, and, and he just came in just randomly and hung out with us and talked to us about the movie. And, you know, before the movie even came out. And right. that was awesome. Oh, my you gosh. Know, stuff wow. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and then and, and emptied his minibar um, <laughs> and brought it, brought it to the room. Because he was being paid to be there, and his room was sure. covered. So he's like, hey, I'm going to help hook you guys up. And so we just sat there and drank and, and chatted about the movie and stuff. And Yeah, oh. it's it's. There's, I've, I've had some wonderful experiences over the years at the different conventions and stuff. Sure, sure. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, Ben, we'll definitely have to keep in touch. Um, I'd love to have you on in the future. Maybe uh, maybe tell some more of those uh, um, con stories because I, I, oh, I, sure. get, I get the feeling that that's just scratching the surface. So I think... Uh, yeah, I'm also very involved in the Lego community too. Oh, cool. So, definitely. So, yeah. I'm involved with BrickCon and okay. and that. So, well, so, when yeah. when that I, comes around and and you'd like to promote it, you know, uh, uh, keep my info handy and would love to have you on again and and have you uh, discuss that further. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, anytime you want to chat with me further on there, I'm I'm down. Perfect. It was a lot of fun. Sounds great. Well, um, uh, Ben, any last thoughts or parting words before uh, uh, before I let you get back to work? Because I, I know it's a super busy day for you. Oh, yeah. No worries. Um, I, I hope to see as many people at, at, at SideFest as, as can make it. I, I enjoy chatting with people. Um, that's one of my biggest jobs is to, to just kind of interact with people. Um, so I, I, that's, that's my thing. I, I like talking to people. I like uh, really connecting with the fans and seeing what they would like to see and stuff. So um, probably my favorite thing is the kids raffle where basically oh, sure. any kid who's there at the end of the day is going to win something. And, and it's just fun to just see their faces and be like, all right, you're going to win a prize. And, <laughs> and it's great. And so, yeah, please, please come out, support, support the fandom and support the convention. And, uh, and the more people we get, the bigger we can grow. And so that's, that's our hope. 
Very cool. The uh, show is Sibefest Northwest, SibefestNW.com, also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, hope to see everybody out there uh, this Saturday. That is going to be August 18th at uh, at the, oh, I don't have it in front of me anymore, at the uh, the Kent Commons Community, Community Center. Center. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's right by Kent Station. Perfect. Very so, cool. If you know where Kent Station is, it's just a block or two away. Excellent. All right, Ben. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much, and we will talk to you again in the future. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. You're welcome. Take it easy. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Um, so one of the Transformers websites Ben just mentioned was Sabertron.com. And you may have seen my post about this, uh, but I, uh, I I just recently started listening to their podcast and found out that that was the pronunciation. I mean, um, uh, let's see if this spelling is familiar to you. Uh, their website is spelled S-E-I-B-E-R-T. R-O-N.com. Um, so as far as I know, there are two acceptable pronunciations for that for that name. My way, um, Cybert, or um, Siebert. Uh, like my name brother Matt, uh, Matt Siebert from uh, the Mr. BS show out of, uh, out of Colorado, who spells it exactly the same way that I do, and, and now the same way as this, uh, uh, this uh, Heritage Transformers website. Um, so I posted that, and my buddies uh, uh, Drew from Close Countach and formerly questionable KGRG intern Chase uh, posted about the I before E meme. I remember my teacher asked me, Brian, what's the I before E rule? Um, I before E, always. What are you, an idiot, Brian? Apparently. So she explains it, no, Brian, it's I before E, except after C, and when sounding like A, as a neighbor in way, and on weekends and holidays and all throughout May, and you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. That's a hard rule. That's a, that's a rough rule. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I don't know, though, if folks commenting on my post uh, uh, took a second to put the pieces together about the website and the spelling and how I pronounce my name uh, being uh, being so unique. Um, so, yeah, no, that's that's a new one for me. Uh, but the response that cracked me up the most was from Sean, uh, a.k.a. Serge Bomba out on Twitter, um, who wrote, I swear to God, I was maybe a week or two away from asking you if that was your Transformers website, LOL. Um, nope. Uh, yeah, no, uh, literally no relation. And that has weirded me out for years. It was like one of the uh, uh, first websites I think I discovered uh, when I kind of discovered the internet and started looking for information about Transformers, the movie uh, way back when. Uh, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I just, I just assumed it was Cybertron, which, um, you know, I, I don't know much about the uh, uh, the the Japanese Transformers cartoons, but I I I thought like the Autobots were called like Cybertrons, um, but maybe not. Maybe maybe they are Sabertrons or something. I don't know. 
I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Well, the brand new album from the pioneers of nerd rock, Kirby Crackle, is available now. Uh, Suburban Hearts Vigilante Hymns is the sixth full-length album from the Seattle Nerd Rockers and their first new album in three years. Um, according to frontman and friend of the show, Kyle Stevens, he uh, he writes, it's uh, it's very different from any album he's released under Kirby Crackle to date, and that it's the most personal piece of work he's created, uh, reflecting where his thoughts are at the moment in a world filled to the brim with love, anxiety, loss, hope, and the ever-expanding and changing landscape of geek culture. Um, all of that from a post he wrote on Facebook recently. Um, and, it's, and it's all centered around a very special night taking place this Sunday, August 19th in Seattle at the world-famous Triple Door Theater. Um, it's uh, it's going to be an intimate night of nerd rock, stories, and song. Uh, Suburban Hearts Vigilante Hymns album release show uh, featuring Kirby Crackle along with singer-songwriter Alex Knackman out of New York City, uh, one of uh, Kyle's longtime friends. Uh, the show is at 7.30 p.m. and the doors open around 90 minutes before then for dinner service. Um, it is an all-ages show. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for this uh, performance. I'm I'm a longtime Cracklehead, and I've been looking forward to a new album for a while now. Um, you know, uh, Kyle's really good about putting up uh, new stuff out on his Patreon and some Bandcamp exclusives and and uh, uh, things like that. You know, just to kind of keep the the uh, fire stoked and keep that that interest level high. But there's I don't know there, there's something cool about getting a brand new full-length album from uh, from one of your your uh, uh, favorite artists um, and uh, the triple door is a great venue um, it's uh, it's a beautiful sit down uh, uh, dinner theater um, it's a it's a classic classy looking place you know where where you wouldn't be entirely out of place um, ordering a martini at it uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of 